0: It's all about you. It's all about every, every city we go, and every video. No matter where I go, I see the same holes. And every, every city we go. I see the same hoes. It's your old chuckle buddy, Jonathan James (coughs) Ramtran, reporting live for duty on this November 20th in the year of our Lord, 2018. Welcome to Jonathan Ramtran the podcast. Are you sick from the dick or is it the flu? It ain't about you and your bitch ass crew. It's all about you. I see the same hoes. God rest you. God rest you in peace, Tupac. Shakur. You want to hear a story about Tupac Shakur, the reach that this brother had on the black community? Aside from teaching niggas how to smoke blunts and slap bitches, I mean, he had some real, 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 um... fucking... I don't know, man, some hood wisdoms, some street lingo, justice, swagger, something or other. Um, If you're new to my podcast, Jonathan Ramchand, the podcast, I'm a stand-up comedian extraordinaire, actor extraordinaire, alcoholic extraordinaire, temporary laborer extraordinaire. And back in my drinking days, um, you know, fuck, I went down a little rabbit hole in, uh, you know, winter of 2011 going into 2012, 2011 going into 2012, um, you know, I was, you know, drinking a lot, blah, 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 living in a men's shelter, and um, when I finally got my shit back together, you know, I had lost all my, um, on some drunken escapade, I, I lost my wallet. I lost, uh, you know, I had all my ID lost and shit like that. Type of shit that happens when you spill out of a bus, you know. Pissed drunk in the middle of nowhere, dropping change and shit. So, like, I lost all my shit and, uh, you know, I had to get some new identification. So, um, you know, as a part of an outreach program, there was this church in downtown Toronto, Belly of the Beast, you know, Crack Central, Dundas and Sherbourne, Huh? That's where the fucking crack, 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 crack rock is smoke, right? Not that I was doing that. But uh, not that there's anything wrong with it. But uh, Well, actually, there is quite a bit wrong with it, but whatever. Judge not yet ye be judged. Anyways, I was down there at this uh, Crack Central uh, church. And they were doing like this thing where they... Um, what they call it is like an outreach program where they, 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 they have different kind of um, social service people... Come down to the church and help street people get going with certain—I uh, guess you would call it—administrative business in their life, like how to get their uh, how how to get their health card renewed, how to get their bus passes. Like not how to get a bus pass. I mean, obviously you buy one, but um, how to get like uh, you know a library card, health card. Um, you know, things like that. Kind of administrative uh things. I can't think of any other examples off top. But as I was down there at that fucking uh crack church, you know, people smoke crack in the doorway, shoot up needles, all sorts of fucking uh debauchery. I'm down there, right? And, um, you know, I'm I'm sitting in this roach-infested, bed-bug-ridden, fucking flea bag, fucking church, you know. Poor as a church mouse, you know, just shaking from the DTs of being a fucking drunk. Nah. I got the jitterbugs, you know. Like, I didn't quite get the DTs when I was out there drinking. Like, the DTs, I forget what they, they stand for. Like, the drunken tremors, the something tremors, I don't know. But basically, like, you know, DTs are serious. Alcoholics who go through that, they can have, like, um seizures and die if they, um, you know, if they go completely off of their alcohol, you know, some of them need to be weaned off, right? I was more in the phase towards the end of it where I was like, you know, I would get fits of anxiety and I'd be very, I'd get the jitters, like I'd wake up and I'd I'd be very agitated and I'd be very anxious. So, you know, luckily I didn't get quite to the DT phase, but I was pretty hard up. But anyway... I'm sitting there in that roach fucking flea bitten cathedral and you know we're just sitting around waiting to get shit processed I was trying to get like uh I had lost like I said I had lost all my ID so I was trying to get all the forms in which to fill out so I can get my identification back right like my health card and whatever and I'm sitting there and all of a sudden on the radio you know So say the blacker, the better, the sweeter the juice, I say the darker the flesh then, the deeper the roots, I give a shout out to my women on welfare, Tupac cares, if ain't nobody else care. And then there's all these crack bitches, they're just like, oh my god, that's my shit! They jumped up and they're just, they cranked the stereo, right? And the pastor's like, stop it! Stop it! What are you heathens doing? Turn that jungle jiggaboo music off! Stop that! Not in this church! Turn that music off! Not in the church! Like, fuck you, nigga. And they're turning up fucking Tupac. Gotta keep your head up. And they just cranking it in the cathedral, right? Jesus was crying, right? It was not for the fucking um, religious of heart to be hearing this music, but it, it just touched the soul of the downtrodden fucking street person, right? And fuck, man. Tupac. Fuck, man. Like, those women came alive when that song came on. Keep your head up meant something to them, right? Feel me. So, um, anyway. Yes, yes, yes. Um, feeling pretty good. Um, if you're new to my podcast, part of what I talk about and what I dilly-dally about also is my escapades in the working world. I'm a temporary laborer, trying to get my, keep my head up as a fucking stand-up comic, as an actor. Let me take my shirt off for a moment here. I'm fucking, I'm fucking spitzing, spitzing. Holy moly. Hard as a mother. So, yeah. <clears throat> anyway. Yeah, I took my shirt off. But, um, yeah, I try to keep my head up as a fucking temporary laborer, as a fucking, uh, actor, comedian. And, uh, you know, I'm recently off of a little gig. You know, um, as I mentioned in previous episodes, I was kind of feeling down and out, lazy, rotten, shiftless, good for nothing, low down, fucking low at heel, fucking ground to a pulp. Just feeling like a sack of shit, sack of potatoes. And I had to get myself up and hurrah, giddy up, right? So, um, you know, you know, when one door closes, another opens for for real, man. Like, I was getting fucked around at my job. I said, fuck it. The, the, the temporary custodial gig that I was doing as of late, as I mentioned on previous episodes. So I quit doing that shit, took a couple days off, and then, boom, it just, like, shit fell into my lap. I got, like, a couple of these really decent gigs where they were paying, like, um, you know, fucking, like, top dollar like uh, an increase of pay like uh, they were paying like $22 an hour to like uh, do some fucking blah 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 Uh, we were putting up a tennis dome in uh, Seneca College Seneca University Finch and uh, Finch and uh, blah 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 somewhere up near Finch Avenue and in Toronto Canada And yeah, I was over there uh, putting up this bubble, this tennis dome. And, you know, we're getting paid like 22 bucks an hour. And it was pretty easy, pretty decent. It was a nice day. And, uh, but, you know, it's still, it's still, still crazy how like, um, like I'm talking about with the whole anxiety thing. You know, like anxiety is a mother in this fucking society. And people need to come to terms with it. There's, there were two men running the show at the at the bubble, at the tennis bubble. So, um, basically, think about a long, huge, long tarp. You outstretch this tarp. You pin it into four corners. And then hot air gets inflated inside of it. And then that's the bubble. It's a big bubble tarp dome that goes over like a indoor soccer field sorry a soccer field rather or a tennis court that way people can play tennis or soccer during the winter so this big dome goes up and uh but the whole time one of the guys denny there was two guys running the show there was a guy named bob and a guy named denny bob was the real cool guy he was just like okay guys like you're people i'm people I get it. It's cold out, but you know what? We got a job to do. You guys getting paid good today. Please help me. You helping me helps yourself. If we work together as a team, we'll get it done. So he talked to everybody like a human being. He just, you know, he stated his case. He stated what he wanted. Blah, blah, blah. And he got results out of people. There was this other guy, Denny. He sounded like a fat witch. He was like, ah, stop. Get over here. just like screaming at everybody right it's just like calm your fat ass down man like shut up put a cork in it you fucking cuckold right i I just imagine him being one of those guys that are so fucking pent up so pent up that like his whole sexual like um life is just filled with like um you know his whole life is so filled with control that when he's getting laid he has to lose control he looks like the, the type of like cuckold type that would like to get bound and gagged and like pegged in the ass by some fucking uh leather boy while his fucking wife watches just a real pent-up sex fiend fucking Denny. <laughs> Screaming at everybody. Giving me a fucking earache. Headache. But, um, you know, the good thing was... Uh, you know, we just did what we had to do. Like the other guy, Bob, was telling us. Like, okay guys, just one foot in front of the other. Do this, do that. It was no big fucking deal, you know what I mean? Anxiety, like I said. I mean... I... It was no big deal, just whatever, do the job, go home. <laughs> and that's exactly what we did. So yeah, it was good. We got some decent pay, and uh, yeah. One door closes, another one opens. And like I also mentioned, people always telling people what to do, anxiety. Like one of these coworkers, uh she turned to my, uh, I guess he's a buddy, just some guy I work with. He's pretty cool. I mean, whatever. He's a nice guy. He comes up to me, and he's like, yeah, that that guy over there, he just told me, you know, like, put your hands on the bubble and grab grab the bubble and pull pull the tarp and do this, do that. It's like, he's just like another coworker of ours. It's just like, why? Why, like, we were beside ourselves. We are like, dude, like you're just like me. You're a worker just like me. Like what I do should have nothing to do with you. You shouldn't be interested in what I do. It's all about you. Like, why do you give a fuck what I'm doing? You know, you know, you got co-workers, right? You ever have that dumbass that pokes their fucking head over your shoulder? Got some fucking advice and, why don't you do it this way? Did you ever think of doing it that way? Or, here's what you're going to do and blah, blah. It's like, what the fuck do you care? What the blood clot, you boomba clot? Back the fuck up, pipe down, shut up. Hey, you get off my cloud, you don't know me, you don't know my style. Shut up. What do you care what I do? It's all about you. That fucking ego. Lego my ego. Fuck face. So, anyway, <laughs> I'm so blessed to um have made some money last week and you know, but this week, you know, I've been taking it easy. I'm back to that like uh I'm getting really used to um the writer lifestyle, right? Like, uh, I'm working on some little interesting projects for uh, Jonathan Ramtran, the podcast. If you're familiar with the show um, thus far, I've written little skits and bits that I record and edit, and they're real fun, they're real blessed, and I'm glad to do them. It's like a hearken, it's like a throwback to my love of, like, um, radio drama, you know? The CBS Radio Mystery Theater presents... Suspense! This is the Man in Black, inviting you to another terror-filled hour in Suspense. I love, like, all those radio dramas, right? So, like, you know, I've been working on a few of them myself, you know, and uh, I've recorded a few on the podcast you can go check out, right? But back to the point, I'm just loving this little, like, um, now that I've had some extra time on my hands, like, I've been really getting back in love with the whole writer uh, lifestyle, you know, going to Starbucks, sitting down, hunkering down, you know, checking out the room, looking around, you know, ordering a venti, coffee from Starbucks. Starbucks has some balling coffee. I love it. Just sipping back on a nice hot brew and, uh, you know, writing (laughs) <laughs> it's fun Just sitting there Writing some gags A couple guffaws Shit to put onto the podcast So yeah That's what I've been doing The last uh, Few days here um, Since the break From the uh, Tennis dome job That I was working So yeah It's all blessed It's all in time It's all the way It's supposed to be Uh, Yeah I got up at the crack of dawn This morning To go do that I was over there writing And uh, you know And it's a beautiful day. Beautiful, beautiful day. Sunny outside right now. To be honest with you, I just want to get this over and done with so I can go back outside. Just go for a walk. I just love being outside. Hearing the birds. Seeing the squirrels. That's another thing that I've been up to lately. um, You know, I realized that like, yeah, my pets are like the squirrels and birds. They truly are. They're like my pets. I think about them all the time. I'm always like... Today I brought out like a fucking... Like a paper... A brown paper bag. Yeah, back in the day I used to have a brown paper bag full of fucking booze. But uh, nowadays I got a brown paper bag full of peanuts. And I had a brown paper bag and I pulled it out and uh, it was just full to the brim of uh, peanuts. So I'm fucking throwing... I'm divvying out peanuts. I'm throwing them left, right, and center. My little buddies are coming up to me. They got these little... You know the little squirrels? They stand up out there on their little haunches and (laughs) go... he's like looking at me and like, you know, they were so grateful. And they got those little, those big black beady little eyes of theirs. And I I threw them a couple peanuts and they scampered off. They're all happy, you know, getting a few peanuts in before the real snow falls. So, you know, I did my due diligence for my little fucking squirrel buddies. And, you know, I'm going to go give out some fucking, um, you have to go buy some bird seed today from Dollarama, scatter some bird seed around. Like, I just, uh, I just love my animals. I love the weather. I love being outside. I just, I love it all. Can't wait to get back in, uh, can't wait to get back, but I mean, like, once it really picks up for me, somehow, with this fucking writing shit, oh yeah, that's the life, man. Very casual, anxiety-free, laissez-faire. I don't know if that makes sense in this moment, but, uh, yeah, I said it, laissez-faire, like the economics, just easy does it, baby. And at Starbucks this morning as well, um, you know, it got me thinking, yes, you know, I want to live a calm, relaxed life. I'm blessed to be doing what I do. And ego. Lego my ego. I've been thinking about ego, man. Like, why I do what I do. It's very important for me now. Uh, Yeah, I'm coming up on my 10th year of stand-up comedy. I've been an actor for 18 years. And... I love doing it, my heart's in it, I'm continuing, but I'm very conscious these days of like, why do I do what I do? Why am I a performer? What's the point? Why am I doing it? And, um, you know, ego, ego, you know, like a part of my recovery from being an alcoholic, a part of my realization of being a performer and trying to go on in that career is ego. It's like, what are my intentions? Are they trumped up, officious, inflated, self-important? Or do they serve the purpose of my job as a comedian, my job as an actor, and my duty as a human being just to be cool, calm, collected, anxiety-free, Pleasant to the people around me. Where does my ego fit? I've been really thinking about that lately. Because um, going forward, I mean... It's not for naught. It's not to just do it to do it. It's because that's what I truly want to do. It's not about, look at me, look at me. I'm special. Some people really mistake. um, Because it's one of those abstract things where a lot of people really don't understand what it is to be an actor or comedian. I mean, it's pretty obvious what it is to be a musician. Okay, you play the guitar, he's a guitar player. She sings, she's a singer. Uh, You're a painter, you're a painter. You're an illustrator, you're an illustrator. People like, you you can see what they do and put two and two together, right? A lot of times people can't do that with acting and comedy. They're just like, so what, you think you're special? It's all about you and uh no it's not at all it's it's a craft it's stuff that we work at and uh you know like i said the due diligence of sitting down writing jokes getting back into the love of it at starbucks you know um keeping my body in shape getting out there and uh reading working on the vocal instrument making sure it's limber that way i can speak that way I don't, that way i have a you know, a nice sound rather than some uh, uh, cracked out fucking coughing, uh, uh, scratchy sounding, you know, which serves its purpose. But I mean, you know, you have to have um good projection, good vocal projection. You have to um have nuance and innovation in telling the story through your body as an actor. That's not just something you snap your fingers at. So like, if you have an appreciation for Film, your favorite TV show, a favorite cartoon, um, a favorite uh, radio drama, radio comedy. If you have an appreciation for these things, believe. There's, like, numerous, probably uncountable. I can't count this. Like, there's too many to be counted artists who... um invest time and energy trying to perfect that, trying to get that crystal, clear, crystallized, best version of um, themselves as an artist, so to speak. And scene. So anyways, like, uh, you know, I've been thinking so much about that, you know, um, the ego in performance, and also the ego in everyday life. Like as I was sitting there um, writing and uh, reminiscing on my uh, illustrious career this morning, um, I saw a couple oddballs, you know, venture into Starbucks and, you know, they're doing everything, uh, everything possible to get attention. And it just made me scratch my head and, uh, you know, question myself and my motives and how do I present how do I present myself, right? Like for example, this this young lady comes in, very gorgeous, very good-looking young woman. Well, she fell victim to the to her own beauty. She's one of those beautiful people that don't realize uh yeah, you're beautiful. You don't have to fucking, you know. Um hi, uh, oh dear. I'll have you She's actually a black woman, by the way. So she was more like, mm-hmm, yes, let me see. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you must not know about me. She was doing all that type of fucking shook and jive and shit, right? Beautiful, black, young, uh, ebony princess. And she's fucking trying to draw all this attention to herself. And it's like, yo, like, do you not notice when you walked in, like, seven or... F- eight heads, male heads. You know, they're drinking their coffee, reading the paper. She she totters in. She comes stumbling in, and all of a sudden, all the heads in the fucking cafe, they look up at her, and then and they look back down, like, pretending like they didn't see nothing. But no, that wasn't enough. I don't know what the fuck, you know. Insert any vocal voice you want. See, it's it's easy being an actor. It's easy coming up with these fucking little characterizations right she's all like mm-hmm, oh, oh well that's my jam she's like dancing and trying to be cute and shit and she's trying to seek all this attention to herself and it's just like for what for what what you just want people's attention at a cafe and then you know she's she's trying to pretend like she can do this calypso dance or she's trying to do like this like i don't know and i'm, I'm thinking to myself like is this attention seeking Or is this, like, um, somebody who's fun and vibrant? And am I just being cantankerous and jealous or whatever the fuck? Like, do I have some sort of hang-up, hang-up upon myself? Or is she truly being, you know, obnoxious? I don't know. It's all about you. And then this other bonehead comes in, right? And you know he's flitting about and he's putting his hands up in the air like he's somebody and he's gesticulating like he's conducting an orchestra or something. He thinks he's cute. He saunters, he saunters over to the fucking uh, barista, right? And he goes, um, uh, excuse me, um, is the uh, combination for the bathroom still four five nine eight? Very authoritative, right? You know, really calling the shots, pulling the punches, right? And you would be well to take notice, young man. You're in the you're in the uh, presence of a god. Somebody living as their own god. You're in the presence of a fucking demigod. Right? This fucking bonehead, right? Is the combination to the bathroom still 4598? I'm important. And he's like walking around and gesticulating and real, real sure of himself. Really cocksure, right? I'm just looking at this bonehead, right? I'm thinking to myself like, really? Did you just come in and announce the combination to take a shit? Okay, 4598, na- four, That's how you take a shit. The combination. You crack the code. So I'm just like, oh my god! Like the 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 self importance of somebody to just come in and boldly command somebody's attention and ask a question and walk forward to it. Like you know, it's like, yo, this isn't your house. I don't know. Again, am I am I am I over? Analyzing a situation, am I am I too fixated on anxiety and and ego as of late, or do I have a point? What is he trying to prove? What why is he trying to command this poor barista at fucking seven o'clock in the morning? You know, bent over a fucking um, espresso maker. You know, making toiling back there making coffees fucking um you know cold brew coffees lattes fucking cappuccinos you know fucking toiling and grinding it out back there with a coffee maker this poor bastard doesn't need the shit first thing in the fucking morning what's the combination to the fucking toilet i'm somebody just give it a break it's all about you Are you sick from the dick or is it the flu? It ain't about you and your bitch-ass crew. (laughs) Tupac Shakur. So, and by the way, if you hear any squeaking, I'm not shitting. I'm not farting. I don't need the combination to the bathroom stall. It's, uh, it's just my chair. So anyways, you know, I've been really thinking about the ego and, um, trying to... trying to keep mine humble. Because, you know what? I want to be of service I want people to dig my podcast and uh, don't make no fuss if you ever see me like I don't ever want to be I do it because I like to do it and I want to have a career of it and that's it I don't ever want to be fussed and fawned over I don't ever want to walk into a cafe and have people you know drop what they're doing and look up oh my god look at him it's him, like, for whatever reason, if you think I'm attractive, if you think I'm famous, if you think I'm somebody, like, I don't, never, I don't want people's attention. I'm not an ego-driven person. You know, I just, I'm just a person. That's what I'm trying to be, just a person. <laughs> I try. I try to be a person. That's all I want to be. I'm not an animal! I'm not an animal! Uh, fuck you! Fuck your mother! I'm not an animal. a tribune's way. I'm so stupid. I'm so stupid. Raging Bull. See how smart I am? I can uh, I can reference and do an impersonation. Uh, granted, not the greatest, but an impersonation of Robert De Niro in Raging Bull. Aren't, aren't, I, aren't I an exhibit? Aren't I exquisite? I'm not an animal. I'm not an animal. Yeah. So anyway, I'm not an animal, but then again, I'm not a fucking uh, GQ superstar, Jesus Christ superstar. Like, I don't know what the fuck I am. I'm just trying to fucking get on this fucking fucking ride and make it out with my hat. You know, I don't want to lose my hat on this roller coaster that I'm on, you know? I want to lose my head. Ah, goddamn! This ginger fucking peach uh, cup of tea is good. Hmm. So, um, oh yeah, and um, you know, I've also been digging into uh, Netflix as of late. Yeah, Netflix. It's it's, it's like a it's a little a treat that I've been indulging in lately. I've been having a couple treats. I can't remember if I mentioned this or not on the podcast. Uh, I'll mention it again. I just love animals. And, um, you know, one of my little treats as of late is, um, you know, I bring peanuts and bird seeds. For the squirrels and birds in my neighborhood, so I, I scatter them around freely. I'm handing out peanuts. I'm shaking. I'm shaking fucking squirrel hands. I'm shaking bird wings. I'm handing out peanuts. I'm tossing fucking bird seed. And I'm getting to be known as like the mayor in my little bird and squirrel community. They're all just like, I'm like, hello, hello there mayor. And I'm like, oh hello there boys. And I give them a peanut and I give them a fucking a couple, couple fucking peanut shells and a couple couple, couple handfuls of birdseed. And, you know, I'm like the little mayor of my commune, right? Uh, of my little neighborhood, right? And, you know, that's, that's one little pleasure I've been, I've been enjoying lately. Yeah. I've become one of those wackos who just really love animals, birds and shit like that, you know. I've been really paying attention to them lately. So that's one of my little hobbies as of late. And um, another one is Netflix. You know, I'm really enjoying Netflix this month. I don't think I'm going to renew my membership. I usually get like a one-month membership of Netflix and then I give it a break for a couple months. I don't like getting sucked into like that binge-watching shit. I wonder if there'll come a time when like bin wa- binge-watching is like uh, celebrated for like saving lives, you know? It's like... Because like, it helped me out. Like I, I, If you recall from Jonathan Ramtram, the podcast episode, uh, 49, I spoke about how, um, I was holed up in bed, lying in bed, like Brian Wilson did just like depressed for a week in bed. And I did nothing but just like sleep. And then like, I'd wake up and roll over and then go back to sleep. And then like, I'd watch Netflix. So like, you know, it really helped me get out of that little, kind of drought that I was in. I was in a little bit of a depression. I was feeling kind of lazy, low-down, shiftless, rotten, spineless, good-for-nothing, hole-in-the-wall, scroungy, crummy, just feeling like a fucking lackluster, good-for-nothing. And I was just laying there in bed, and then I'd watch Netflix. And sh- gradually, slowly but surely, it kind of brought me out of my little kind of depression. It was a mild one, like I said. Um, I was feeling kind of low because... um I'd quit the temporary labor job that I was doing as a custodian, as a janitor. So what? You wouldn't kiss a janitor, huh? Yeah. Why? why? Because I'm a dirty, mangy, fucking floor-washing, toilet-scrubbing, fucking urinal-cleansing, fucking, fucking, uh, no good, no good for nothing. Then what? You wouldn't kiss a janitor, huh? I get like real ornery too. Like um, I'd, I'd be like, you know, I'd be at the facility like mopping the floor, and some young woman would walk by and she kind of like, you know, look away and i like, huh, what, what, what? You, what, what, you wouldn't date a janitor, huh, huh, not good enough for you, huh, wouldn't take me home to mom, huh, huh, and she's just like, oh my god, and she like scamper away, no I, did, I didn't do anything of the sort, but like, you know, I was feeling depressed because I quit the janitor job, um, I've been really fucking paying my dues, trying to get my fucking performing shit going, and I was just feeling kind of at, at odds, right, I was just like, yo, man, like I'm, I've done everything I can, I'm at a stalemate here, I'm just fucking tired. So then I just lounged out in bed for a week. And um, but like I said, I was watching Netflix, and it kind of you know gave me something to do during that real trying week. You know, I was kind of kind of depressed. Mm. Yeah, I think everybody goes through a depression to a certain degree. You know, it wasn't a mystery to me. Like I said, I was just frustrated with how things were going, and I I just I just took it easy, and I was watching Netflix, and it got me thinking, I wonder if like in the future Netflix will be like you know binge watching binge watching will be like that thing where people can like you know if it, you know if it, if it wasn't for Netflix and uh, season two of um making a murderer, I would never have uh, you know, if I didn't have something to binge-watch every day to keep myself from blowing my fucking head off, I don't, I don't know if I would have made it. <laughs> you know, binge-watching is saving lives. <laughs> in a popular study, in a new study done by the, uh, you know, uh, Center for, um, you know, uh, binge-watching, binging, it has been shown that, uh, you know, 95% of um, all attempted suicides uh, were stalemated by the... uh onset of binge watching. Uh, Studies show that uh, 95% of binge watchers are less inclined to uh, put a noose around their neck and jump off of a bridge. So, uh, thank you Netflix. Just a thought, right? But anyways, there's a real interesting um, documentary on there. I highly recommend it. Wild, wild country. (gasps) Oh, man, that show is, wow, it's it's insane. I mean, yeah, it's insane. Because, <laughs> like, you know, to use that word insane is a bit of an exaggeration, right? So I try not to exaggerate too much, unless it's for comedic effect. But I try not to exaggerate too much when I describe something. And as I just said it there, I'm like, that show is insane. And I'm like, well, I shouldn't say that. It's more like a... Well, actually, no, it is insane. Like, it's a... It's a st- it's a documentary, like a six-part documentary, about the spiritual leader, Bhagwan Shri Ranjish. He was a spiritual leader. He came to prominence in India circa, I'm going to guess, 19, early 40s, late 40s, you know, somewhere in there. Early to late 40s. He was around, I believe, started. Could have been a little bit before then, but um, where this documentary takes up is his, uh, his, um, his disciples, his followers, the uh, Sanassian people. They migrate or immigrate or whatever, all types of people, British expats, uh, Australian expats, Americans, Europeans, uh, and Indian all types of followers, they, in 19, I believe, like 81, they follow him from, uh, they follow him from India to a little town called Antelope in Oregon, United States of America. And what goes on is unbelievable, insane. And it just goes to show the seduction and the, and the, uh, so many sides, so many things. It it goes to show, like, seduction, the seduction of one who gets pulled into a cult, quote-unquote. The, the inspiration of, hey, you know, these are a group of people who stood for, you know, ideally they stood for some very beautiful concepts. You know, a lot of freedom, a lot of love, a lot of community, a lot of sharing and caring, a lot of um, acceptance they stood for. It was a beautiful idea in theory. Um, it stood for, like, evil. It stood for... Beauty, it stood for so many things. And I don't want to give too much away, spoiler alert, but go check out this fucking uh, documentary, man. Wild, wild country. My God. What a story. And it also coincides with, um, I was listening to some podcasts, um, a really good one, a podcast called Uncover, or Uncovered. It's a CBC podcast about... um, uh, two real good podcasts I've been listening to actually. Um, one is uh, "Somebody Knows Something" or "Someone Knows Something." I was listening to that one. That's a CBC podcast. But I was also listening to another one, uh, "Uncovered," CBC podcast about the sex cult Nexium. And it's the same deal. They stood for some very beautiful concepts and ideas about um, human betterment about um, societal interaction, people interacting, lifting lifting each other up. Some very beautiful concepts. But again, it was also grounded in greed, lust, um, insanity, evil. And how people fall prey to that, how they get drawn into it. Wow. You know? I actually... Uh, so yeah... It all it all, kinda, it all kind of um, it all kind of it all kind of shook up some cobwebs in my brain and got me talking like uh, I was talking with some people like uh, you know I got a I had a friend a co-worker that I was working at doing the uh, tennis dome and he was telling me about uh, he was telling me about uh, his young cousin who got sucked into some kind of scam some kind of I don't know, kind of like an organization. It has very culty, culty, cult-like um, tendencies, and they're a financial pyramid scheme slash cult. And what you're supposed to do is get in with them. They're gonna invest your money for you because they have all the inside scoop. I mean, to investing, which I mean, I don't know, whatever. It just sounds like a scam off the top and uh, my buddy there that has a cousin who got drawn into it I don't know the name of the organization but he's got a cousin who got drawn into this uh, financial pyramid scheme investing he uh, you know he was telling me a little bit about it and it was very much like that uh, Nexium sex cult it was very much about um, just greed all about money and you know and what one thing that all these things had in common the ranjish uh Senassian followers right the followers of um bagwan shri ranjish them those followers the Sanasian, uh, the nexium sex cult people and uh, This friend of mine and his cousin caught up in this financial scam. One thing that they all have in common is like, yes, they may have entered for um, noble reasons, idealistic reasons, pure reasons, right? They want to be better people. They want to get themselves ahead in life. They want to help others. They want to be closer to God. They got in for real idealistic reasons, but they stayed for the party. You know, you might have got lured in for some idealistic reason, but they stayed, like in the face of all that insanity that's been documented, all the fucking nonsense, the 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 sex cult, fucking craziness, the the branding, the the evilness, the. The shit... Like, I, I'm not trying to give too much away. Go check out these things. The stuff that these people got drawn into... The stuff that they saw... Should have been enough for them to open their eyes... And be like, yo, we're in a cult. But they stayed for their own... Uh, greed. They stayed for their own greed. They stayed for their own lust. They stayed for the party. So, um... Anyway... You know that's just been my little hobby as of late. Cults—they're <laughs> very interesting. They're fucking, oh, they're fucking mind-boggling. So go definitely check that out. Wild, wild country on Netflix. Uh, the podcast Uncovered CBC talking about the Nexium sex cult. This shit will blow your mind. I used to work with the Hari Krishnas. Hari Krishna, Hari Krishna, Hari, 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 Hari Krishna, Hari, Hari. I used to work at a krishna temple washing dishes those people are out of their fucking minds i actually spoke to a few of them before i'm like yo like Explain to me what this whole Krishna thing is, and that well, it's very like it's like this. Like if you if you were like a dog, like imagine a dog. A dog doesn't know it's a dog, but you know, as a squirrel doesn't know it's a squirrel. The conscious mind is separate from the body, and the Bhagavad Gita says that Krishna is the most desirable one. And labor- it's like, what in the blood clot are you even talking about? None of the shit you say makes any sense. All your little ideals you can learn at fucking Sunday school. There ain't nothing going on here that's mind-blowing. You're here for the sex cult and the financial greed. You're trapped by your own fucking desire. Though I do have a lot of sympathy for people who join a cult. Anyway, go check those things out. Uh, I'm going to wrap it up here. What's coming up next for me? Keep on doing what I'm doing. The podcast. I've been applying for some jobs. Uh, I'm going to get myself working. That way... uh, more steady kind of work like I said that's my plan to have more income come in and that way I can produce my own uh, stand-up comedy shows so that's in the work I've been applying for jobs I've been taking it easy writing 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 for the podcast I think I might start a sex cult or something that might be a little good way to garner some income right a new avenue of uh, revenue you know an easy way to turn a lousy buck in this godforsaken times right these are some godforsaken times People living in. (laughs) Not really. God's great. It's your old chuckle buddy, guess who? Jonathan James Ramtran reporting live for duty on this uh, November 20th in the year of our Lord. Stay close to God. He or she will get you through it. If not, listen to the scrolls. Hit me up, at gmail.com. Go out there and pet, pet, pet a squirrel, pet a sparrow. Pet yourself, you know, jerk one off, whatever. Finger bang it. Blast it out, baby. Love you a long time. Talk to you next time. Peace.